right. Welcome back, everybody. Sorry we're a few minutes late getting started. Uh, technical issues. It's been a while since we've hooked up all the all the uh, uh, mics and speakers and headphones and dongles and all those things that, you know, you have to attach a computer to do technological things. So, um, but we are back. Uh, Jake and Matt, how is life for y'all? How is parenthood, I feel like? Because that's uh, been the big, that's been the piece, I think, that's kept us off the mic has been kids and jobs and everything else so how has life been for y'all foggy, foggy. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing that came to yes. mind because i put these glasses on and it was super foggy <laughs> yeah um oh yeah it's been uh it's been a journey we've, we've had um hospital once We've all had some bug. Yeah, it's been hit or miss things here and there. Um, and now I hear my child crying out the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I put mine in bed before I came in here, and I, I cannot believe one has not ran in here to like, you know, do something something ridiculous. I don't even know what they would come up with. Oh Lord, uh, Matt, y'all did some traveling though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we did. We got to meet up with some family in East Tennessee. Um, so, yeah, so trying to catch, catch up a little bit. We got to go to Gatlinburg, um, stayed in Pigeon Forge for, uh, for a couple of days. It was a trip we've been trying to do with uh, my in-laws' parents, so kind of Lindsay's grandparents, for like three years. Like we literally started trying to have this trip in March of 20, or May of 2020, Moved it to like October 2020, moved it to May of 2021. And after we had to cancel it for the third time, we were like, forget this. We're just going to move it for a whole nother year. And so finally we had to get together. They're like in their 90s. Um, got to hang out with uh, with Pat and as they call her mama. Um, but yeah, they're both two just good old folks from East Tennessee. And uh, we went to Dollywood for a day. Um, so I was a blast. Got to ride some roller coasters. Um, and yeah, and then we, we head out this weekend heading out. Lindsay and I are taking our first ever trip away from uh, from Little Man this weekend to do a little oh. birthday trip. So we are looking forward to it, but also not sure how that's going to go. <laughs> yeah, that so. first one's always a kicker. Um, are you going to catch some Predators playoff hockey? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do what they're doing. I'm going to play around the goal. Oh, man, I shouldn't have said that. I, I shouldn't have said that. Like. <laughs> Round two hasn't started yet, and that's the hump that we know Colorado can't get over. Anyways, yeah. Uh, uh, I did get to go see Colorado play um, in round one in Nashville, so that was a freaking awesome experience. Um, got to finally see the Avalanche play. I've been a fan since 1996 and have never seen them play live. Uh, you know, I've seen Patrick Waugh. I've been a fan since Patrick Waugh and Peter Forsberg all the way through um, some of the lesser-known years where they sucked. Um, up until now where they're, you know, one of the favorites again. So that was a lot of fun um, getting to see, uh, getting to see them. Um, you know, it was weird being in Bridgestone Arena, not pulling for the Preds, but it was cool uh, getting to see the Avalanche for sure. Um, Jake, what about y'all? What would have anything fun, interesting? It's been one thing after another. Wrecked my truck. Oh, yeah. Thankfully it's, Almost finished repairing. Um, I don't even remember if there was something else. I'm sure there was, but um, 
Dakota got bit by a tick, and apparently that was the start of, I don't know if it's Lyme disease or some kind of the spotted fevers because there's like four of them, but um, mm. the site looks pretty bad, and she was sick for a few days. She's been better for the most part the last couple of days, but still has a few a few times where she just gets out of breath real easy and, you know, still kind of struggles with it from time to time. So I guess we're waiting to hear back to hear back on the blood test to see if it is Lyme disease or if it's something mm. else. The way the bite site looks now, it looks like it's more so going to be one of the spotted fevers. It's a word I can't pronounce, but. Gotcha. So. Yeah, gotcha. that's been fun. Yeah, for real, right? Oh, I mean, obviously the accident was avoidable. I mean, it was my fault, but, you know. Yeah. Just so something, something to deal with, you know. Exactly. I don't know how green the light has to be before you turn right at the stoplight, but that's neither here nor there. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was um, still my it was still my fault. I mean, anytime you run into somebody else, it's your fault, pretty much regardless. So, <laughs> but it happens to the best of us. It happens to everybody. Yep. Um. So yeah, so let's hop into some hockey. We have had uh, just a crap ton of really good hockey um lately and uh before we do that since one of the leagues we cover is the sphl um congrats to the peoria rivermen they finally captured that elusive president's trophy um (laughs) no last minute goals or comebacks last second last millisecond last tenth of a second whatever it was um nothing crazy um but the sphl playoffs were pretty we're great this year, even with, yeah. without having Birmingham in them. I did watch a lot of games. Uh, Roanoke had a fantastic run. Crap, who did they beat out? They were the eight seed. Um, they beat Knoxville out, didn't they? Knoxville yeah, yeah. and Huntsville, right? They swept Huntsville. Yeah, yeah they beat um, Knoxville and Huntsville. Uh, you know, two, I think the two best teams in the league. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so a great run by them, uh, and then Peoria led by a few former Birmingham players, um, Alec Bear, uh, JM Piotrowski, Casey Kolzicki also had several points. Uh, Kolcheski, is that right? I think that's how you actually say his name now. Uh, I don't remember. That, uh, yeah, we have a conspiracy theory that that's why he requested a trade from Birmingham is because no one can say his name right. Um, <laughs> so we played a part in, in that by saying it wrong for so many years. Um, but the Peoria quad city series was a lot of fun. I watched, I think all three games in that series, um, pulling for coach Chessie, who we had on a few months ago, um, to pull off the, uh, maybe an upset. I don't know. Uh, didn't quite get it done, but definitely they pushed it to three games. It was a, uh, a great series. Like I said, Roanoke had a great run and then, uh, Peoria, their depth just proved to be too much for all the teams that they encountered. But, Nonetheless, fantastic uh, SPHL playoffs. Even without Birmingham in them, I did enjoy watching several games from, I think, pretty much all the series here and there. Um, looking forward to next year. Um, and I, I, I've got high hopes for Birmingham. The, their protected list came out. Lots of, uh, of good names on there that I think uh, could really build a team off of. I kind of feel like the end of this season felt a little bit like the end of season one in Birmingham. <laughs> where uh, season two kicked off with a bang, you know, 14-game winning streak to start off the season. 
kind of thing. And I, 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 that's high hopes to say they would do that again. But I do think (laughs) Birmingham comes out of uh, comes out of the gate strong next year than they have uh, than they did this year. Um, So definitely some high hopes to build on as long as these other players that we protected don't move up to, you know, the ECHL things like that, which definitely can happen with um, a league like the SBHL. So. Fun times. Now the long wait of uh, till October begins. And mm. in the meantime, we have NHL playoffs, which have been just phenomenal. Um, Five game sevens over the past two days. Yes. Oh, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe y'all can correct me. I do not remember a year in which the first round was as entertaining as it was this year. Minus one series <laughs> that we just won't mention. Um. But yeah. it was, yeah, that one was, but I mean, I think we kind of knew that one was going to be that way. Just the circumstances behind yeah. it. Um, but it was interesting because like we, we really saw how the top teams distinguished themselves during the regular season and they still all came out on top. Like there was not a single wild card that made it through to the next round. If I'm correct, is that right? There's not a wild card that made it. Um, so it was all top three teams from each. Division, I think, made so it. Carolina. Um, Let me check Florida, real quick. Florida, Colorado, and Calgary. Yeah, you're right. Um, that's yeah. that's a really good point, Matt. That no wild card teams advance. I don't know that I can remember a year where that's happened either. Yeah. Not under, so it's well, like even it's like even while they were so distinguished during the regular season, and like you know the Eastern Conference had been established, those eight teams for like <laughs> forever. Uh, yeah. It still was such a just. And I mean, I guess that makes sense with the, the top eight teams in the Eastern Conference specifically. Like, they all went to Game Sevens, right? There wasn't a single one that didn't go in the Eastern Conference. Florida and Washington. Florida and Washington. Yeah, right. Overtime Game Six. I mean, you know. Uh, yeah. Was, yeah. I mean, it was as close as you can be without going to Game Seven. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, was that it? And then, yeah, because then the other two were Colorado and St. Louis that didn't go seven. So wow! Yeah. Holy cow! Yeah. Um, that East though, man, the East is just loaded. Um, and I knew that going into the playoffs, like I I was looking through the bracket and I just thought, man, like they are, they're all capable of making a run. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, every team, the bottom two teams are Boston and Washington and (laughs) those teams are star studded and you know, like, you can't count out Ovechkin, and I mean they they pushed Florida to the brim. Um, you mm-hmm. can't count out uh, you know Patrice Bergeron and uh, David Pasternak. You you can't count out those guys. Like they're going to put up a fight, uh, mm-hmm. even though they aren't as deep as they used to be. They're still capable of, of winning a playoff series, and and you know both of those teams definitely uh, proved that. There was I don't think there was any series in the East in which. There was a team that looked like the clear favorite. Mm. Um, so, what are y'all's takeaways from the Eastern Conference in Round One? I love to see three out of the four teams left, or literally Southern teams. I mean, it's true. Yeah, we're a hockey podcast in the South, and we got Carolina, Tampa, and Florida that are all. And honestly. I, I think this, those three probably have a really good chance at making a run for it. Um, so I think it's pretty cool. It's all of them a really, really exciting series. 
Um, it's good to see the Rangers kind of back into the, you know, swing of things, getting into like a into the next round. Um, I think they've got a good chance, really good goalie. So, uh, yeah, it's a good first round. For sure. What do you think, Jake? What was your um, – Washington was really, really good. I think Florida, I don't know. I think they played down a little bit. I think it took them a little bit of time. But in the end, you know, good teams find a way, and that's exactly what they did. Um, New York, down three games to one and came back from every elimination game to come back and win game seven in overtime. I mean, like, what a freaking team, you know? I mean, wow. That's yeah, that's I just can, that that's fight, you know. The the yeah. hashtag I think is like no quit or whatever. No quit in NY, yeah. But they're, I mean, they're they're hot and they're they're confident right now. Um, yeah, Carolina's just really freaking good. I mean, yeah. I feel like Carolina can win on demand. Like I, I feel like they're them in Florida both. I feel like they can say. I'm going to go score on this shift and they're going to score on that shift, you know, like when yeah. they really want to crank it up and score. They can, um, I, I'm, yep. I'm shocked that Carolina let Boston into that series as much as they did. Um, but I think both Florida and Carolina kind of learned from that. Like, Hey, um, yeah, you know, we've got to take care of business quicker than what we did. Uh, not to take anything away from Washington, but those two teams are capable of, those games not going, you know, to the to the brim. So I think they learned a little bit along the way there for the first round going into the second round because the further you get in the playoffs, the less room there is for mistakes because you're not the clear favorite anymore like you were in the first round. Um, you know, that depth gets closer and closer. The goaltending matchups get closer and closer. And it's uh, just, you know, things start to get narrower. That um, margin of error starts to get smaller and smaller. Um, but man, I could talk about that Pittsburgh, New York series, like, um, for, ah, geez, that, that series was just awesome. That was a fun series to watch. Um, I don't have a dog in the fight. I was pulling for New York, um, just based off of a few players that I like in New York. And like Jake said, just their, their pure fight and their determination, um, and, and I think clearly, and I've seen it all over Twitter today, the, the clear difference there was goaltending. Uh, Pittsburgh was on a third-string goalie, and um, New York's goalie, Shesterkin, is just um, phenomenal. Um, kind of had a little bit of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde this, this series, but overall came out and played uh, really well in Game 7. And, you know kind of stole the game really uh last night from uh you know, either that or a pe- or a penalty that was stupid one or the other one of the one of the those reasons was the reason why uh new york won <laughs> last night but um and I, I told you guys about it i loved how in that overtime last night um our timmy panarin was was the guy and it's almost like everybody in the building knew that he was the guy and they interviewed mm-hmm. Gerard Gallant after the game, and he even mentioned that. He was like, I knew that if we were going to score, it was coming off of his stick. And it's like, man, just that's just awesome to have that much trust in your player who's been struggling and to put him out there. And, I mean, that power play, man, they skated that's those same five guys, I think, the whole power play. Uh, they mm-hmm. went all in. Um, 
you know, as to quote another series, which we haven't even mentioned, they put their balls on the line, um, which is that <laughs> we've been sitting here talking about the Eastern conference and how good it was. And we haven't even mentioned probably the best series, like seriously. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jeez. Um, so anyways, yeah. So New York, uh, it's a good, it's, it was a great story. Um, I kind of am afraid that Carolina is is going to make them look silly in the next round. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, you know, like like Jake said, like there's that there's that determination factor, and yeah. I, I feel like if there's a team of destiny in these playoffs, it's the New York Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, outmatched, but dang, when you've got guys like uh, Kreider and, and Zabanajad, their little bromance they have going on, um, <laughs> yeah. I loved Crowder throwing that iPad. Did y'all see that? Yeah. <laughs> no. That was good. Oh, my gosh. Zavannah Jad's watching himself on the iPad miss a breakaway goal, and Crowder, like, rips the iPad out of his hand and chunks it behind him on the bench. And uh, Zavannah Jad, like, doesn't crack a smile, doesn't even look at him, just, like, picks his water bottle up and keeps drinking it, just as if nothing ever happened. And I'm like <laughs> – what? Like just that, you, know, you can tell that camaraderie that they have in that on that uh, team was just something special, um, mm-hmm. you know. So that was a that, like I said, that was probably one of my favorite series from the uh, from the East or even from the whole um, playoffs. So the other uh, the other series, the one that we we didn't mention from the East, Toronto and Tampa. If you're Toronto, and, and there's a lot of thoughts on this, if you're Toronto, what do you do from here? I just don't I mean, know if you I, need to blow. Go ahead, Jake. I was going to say sell the team open to Tim Hortons Hockey and just go into another line of trying to make money. But <laughs> oh, and 10 in their last 10 – possible elimination or series clinching games or something. Yeah. Something like that. Like you can't get any worse. I mean, unless you're just not in the, like if you're going to make the playoffs with a team that you have, like surely statistically you would win one of those games at some point. Right. Yeah. I mean, and they're freaking loaded. They have a a phenomenal team. Yes. Um, Morgan Riley on defense. You have Austin Matthews. You have Mitch Marner. Like, I don't get it. They're, you know, if there's such thing as a curse, they've got it. Because, they like, do. there have been years where yeah. they've laid an egg and they've just they've just crapped the bed and been terrible in the playoffs. Yeah. And that's happened. Yeah. That wasn't the story this year. However, they get matched in the first round with the freaking Tampa Bay Lightning, who, you know, I, I think moving forward, if you're Tampa Bay – you freaking got to win in the regular season. You've got to win yeah. the division. Yeah. Um, just to get out of the first round. Then you'll deal with Tampa or Florida later. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know. Yeah, what. dealing with Vasilevsky in an elimination game in the playoffs is uh, a thing to be avoided, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, yeah. He, it's like one goal in the last, like, or something. Sheesh. That's just insane. Yeah, I think it's just – I don't know. Like, they, they should have won that series. The, the way Tampa played the first two or three games, 
Um, you know, they're lucky that it's a seven game or best of four or my best of four, best of seven. And you got to win four because, um, I mean, Tampa, what was it that they got? What was it they got spanked the first game, didn't they? I think that first game against Toronto, they just got wiped. The second game, I can't remember what happened. I just remember getting blown up. I'm in a group text, group text with a bunch of Lightning fans. I just remember around the first two games, <laughs> them complaining a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, it sucks for the for the Leafs. I mean, they're still going to have a solid team next year. Um, I think you just got to find a way to break that curse, whatever that looks like. I don't, yeah. I don't know, like. If it's necessarily, uh, I just don't think you need to go blow up the team, you know, like make a bunch of mm-hmm. crazy changes or anything because the pieces are there. Um, I think you just need better luck. Like you're, you're talking about, like better luck with a matchup in round one. Um, yeah. I mean, because I think if you, you put them up against, I don't know. Maybe they get matched up with the Bruins or something. Uh, maybe even the Penguins. Uh, I think better chance there. Um, but I mean, still, like the, the the East was so close. The problem with the Lightning is that they've also got all their pieces, and they've been there and done that two years in a row. And they mm-hmm. are like y'all talking about. They always find a way uh, to get it done. Yeah. When they need to. So. But I mean, I feel confident. If they match up with any other team in the East, I think Toronto wins that series. Um, yeah. e- even Florida, because Florida struggled out of the gate. They struggled finding their footing those first few games. And I really think if Toronto matched up with anybody except for Tampa, they win that series. But Tampa, you know, out of the gate, Tampa was the was the best team because of that experience factor. They've been there. They've done that. They've got two T-shirts to show for it. Uh, and two rings to show for it. So, um, you know, I, I think Florida has improved their game as the series has went on, and I think Florida and Tampa is going to be a great second round. But I, I really think if Toronto would have matched up with Florida, um, I, I think Toronto would have won. Uh, they they really, you know, at the beginning of the series was kind of flip-flop. Toronto won 6 nothing, Tampa won 5-1, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But I think um, – I mean, Toronto played a good series, uh, minus giving up. You know, game game six is the one that hurts to me. I mean, game seven at home hurts too, but game six on the road—that's uh, what I was about to say. Tied up, and then you lose in overtime. Mm-hmm. You have you have a chance to close it out in game six in overtime. You got to get that done. If you come home for game seven, I mean, yeah, game I seven was, like game was lost. Was right there. That series was lost in that goal right there in game six. Yeah, even though it was yeah. super buzzing. Seven, it was like it just took the breath out of the Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think Toronto beats Carolina or Florida. Maybe Florida struggled, but I don't think they struggled that much. Uh-huh. And like, maybe it's a tough matchup, but you got to find a way to win in the playoffs. Like, I, yeah, yeah, you're gonna have to get past them one way or the other. You know, I mean, exactly. oh, oh, <laughs> you're zero and ten. You can complain about the the tenth time you got eliminated from playoffs, but what about the other nine? You know, yeah, true. <laughs> That's true. I, I do think, though, I think, like, whenever you go into the game six and you're up three games to two, like, how do you treat that? Do you treat that game seven as a crutch? Like, well, we can lose tonight and win game seven at home or, or on the road, whichever way you're in. Nope. Or do you treat it as, I'm going to finish business tonight and get a weekend off to rest and repair, 
and mm-hmm. prepare for the next round. And you've got to go into it with that mindset. You can't go into it with game seven as a crutch. I think that's um, what they did. Like, yeah. Yeah. It seems like teams that. always will drop two in a row. Like if you lose, yeah. if it's, they're up three games to two. If they lose game six, I would, I wonder what the stat is on that. Uh, mm-hmm. How many teams up three to two lose game seven after losing game six? Um, it's like game six is the one that, you know, you either win four to two or you lose four to three, basically. Yeah. Um, we need to hire so a. We need to hire a, a, somebody that's analytic to, to run these queries for us. Yeah. <laughs> Pull that up, you know. Pull they do that on the broadcast it. sometimes, and you're like, where did you get that so fast from? Yeah. You know, um, in game sevens, where the team scored first and they were the home team, they win 69% of the time. And I'm like, nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's like, where do you get this crap from? Seriously. Yeah. Um, anyway. No, I could uh, I could complain about the matchups too. The year the Sharks played the Canucks, I think second or third round, yep. Kevin BX scores the fluky fluky goal off the stanchion. If the Sharks don't have to play the Canucks, they win the Stanley Cup that year. Like I don't think anybody can convince me otherwise. Yeah. Um, yeah. and and back to the whole Game Six thing. The year that the Sharks made it to the finals, they beat St. Louis in the conference finals mm-hmm. in six games. If yep. St. Louis wins game six, St. Louis wins game seven, and they go to we the We have Stanley said Cup that finals. so many times going over it is, that series. It's it's the exact same thing, like you were saying, that once Toronto lost that game six in overtime, that was it. Yep. Mm-hmm. You, if you have that three to two lead, you've got to go into game six with the with killer instinct, yeah. and you're ready to wrap things up. So, yeah. Um, let's, uh, let's go ahead and transition to the Western Conference. Um, uh, so yeah, Jake Edinger. Jesus, man. I don't think we go any farther before like, no, you're right. Um, Dallas, you have to find a way to score a freaking goal. Yeah. Like Dude, I stayed up watching that game and I, like I have again, it's another one series. I have nobody. I honestly didn't, I didn't really know to pull for. I was like, well, Colorado, <laughs> Might have to play one of these teams down the road. I really don't want to play Jake Ottinger after watching that. Um, and I also kind of don't want to play Calgary because, uh, yeah. you know, they're a good team. So I was like, I, I don't really know who I'm pulling for. Um, you know, there's, uh, yeah, I was just like, I think I was more so pulling for Dallas because of Jake Ottinger, Joe Pavelski, and um, Jamie Ben. Uh, I, I do like uh, Jamie Ben and Joe Pavelski. So, but how many saves did he end up with last night? I think it was like sixty-two. That's insane, man! And they were not easy saves. I was they about were... to say the last like two or three minutes of overtime I watched before Calgary won it. There was one sequence that was like, I was, I was like, how in the world? Yeah, I don't recall. A goalie goalie performance that good since maybe like Dominic Hoshik. Uh maybe um JS Jagir when he won the Consmouth. Yeah. Um homeboy from Dallas who robbed San Jose in that game six in overtime, triple overtime, whatever. Oh is that, yes. Is that Turco? I think Marty it was Turco. Turco. Yeah. He had a fa- really great night that night. Just made some yeah. just ridiculous saves, you know. Yeah. Uh, those are the one. Those are the performances that come to mind. Uh, but that last night was something else. Like yeah, you said, sixty-one. Jake, you, saves. You've got to find a way to score a goal. Um, 
you're getting outshot 65 to, uh, you know, 30 probably. Yeah. It's just absurd. Yeah, um, I just but that was a great series. That was a fun series to watch. I didn't watch every game in that series. I only watched maybe, uh, maybe three or four of them. But very good hockey, very competitive hockey, which we didn't see on series until like game seven for a lot of them. So, yeah, I definitely last night I had a hard time falling asleep because the adrenaline uh, final shots on goal were 67 to 28. That's insane. That's crazy. <laughs> and like, I don't know, man. I was like, if Calgary wins, then I feel bad for Jake Ottinger. If Dallas wins, I feel bad for all of Calgary's players because they played a great game. Um, I mean, I am. I will say I'm kind of happy that uh, that Goudreau scored the game-winning goal. Uh, not Frederick Goudreau. That's the other one. Uh, Johnny Goudreau. Dude had been robbed in overtime like six mm-hmm. times, like straight up impossible acrobatic saves. And then he scored on that kind of a fluky goal. You know, he slung it from a tough angle and it kind of came up on the edge and he just kind of flung it and it caught right up over his shoulder. You know, just a, a really a lucky shot because it, the way it rolled up on its edge. Um, you know, the goalie was in position there to make the save the right way. But, jeez, um, man, I, I, I was just in awe. Like he was making saves. You know, it'd be a scramble in front of the net and the puck would shoot out. And I'm thinking, okay, this is over, you know. And, and somehow he sees through traffic and makes gets back into position and makes a save and then doesn't allow a rebound. And you're like, how? How did he do this? You know? Um, so yeah, that was a that was an intense game. I mean, the past two days have just been amazing uh playoff hockey. They've all been close games, they've all come down to the last five minutes. Um so yeah, I've I've thoroughly enjoyed them. For sure. Um, so next, so now we have the Calgary Flames uh, taking on the Edmonton Oilers, who took out the LA Kings. What were y'all's takeaways from that series? I would say that you need to watch out for the Edmonton Oilers. Yep. They don't have a goalie, but everything else is, I mean, clicking right now. Yeah. And I feel like that series was a lot closer than what the games I watched showed. As far as oh, LA yeah. taking it to a game seven, mm-hmm. Jonathan Quick. Jonathan Quick was the difference. Um, LA had the goaltending edge. Jonathan Quick had yep. a really great series to be not having been the Jonathan Quick of you know the 2014 Cup winners that we that we yeah. you know can remember seeing. He had a really great series. Um, yeah, when Connor McDavid scored that second goal and had that celebration, that was like a chills moment. It was. You're right. Because it was like you you could tell in that moment that I think for the first time in a long time he truly believes that they can win the cup this year. Yeah, yeah. I think so, so too. Man. Yeah. As much That's- as I hate it, and I hate Evander Kane, uh, whether he yeah. what, what he did was right or wrong or true or false, I, I don't know. He is a good. He's a good hockey player. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, he's really good. <laughs> yeah. And I like. Know? I find it crazy that he has went through all he's went through, be it tr- fact, fiction, true, made exactly. up, whatever. And then mm-hmm. he still comes out and is still playing as good as he is. It's like if he didn't have the distraction of the drama or the lies or whatever it is, could you imagine like that's got to play a part in his mental 
game. And, and either he just is really good at turning it off and just playing hockey yeah. when he wants to, or he's, you know, he's still got a glass ceiling he can bust through. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Might be like as... Go ahead, Matt. What'd you say? Honestly, he seems like one of those guys that can take those kind of things and just use it as fuel to just True. fuel his game on the ice. It's like one of those like kind of forget y'all kind of mentalities. I'm going to use that to just go show y'all how it is on the ice. Like, hey, yeah, I, I don't really care for the guy either, but you know, he's going to go out there and win you some games. You're going to want him on your team even if you don't like him. Yep. I mean, he's got what? Seven goals in seven games. I mean, a goal per game so far in the playoffs and a few assists along the way as well. So um, that I, I agree, Jake. I think Edmonton Oilers are – I think, you know, if the Rangers are the team of destiny in the in the West or the East, the Oilers are that in the West. And mm-hmm. yeah. I picked Edmonton to beat Calgary. I know in my bracket on my dry race board, I'm not sure about my one in the NHL app, but um, <laughs> I, I think Edmonton will will move on past Calgary. Uh, I think Calgary is probably a little bit beat up from that series with Dallas. I think that's going to yeah. be a huge uh, hurdle for them to come Calgary over. And, Calgary and Dallas, both two very physical teams. Yeah. Um, you got to imagine they're – yeah, Calgary is probably – you, you put out Connor McDavid out there with him. <laughs> He's, he might be skating circles around him in that first game. Yeah. Um, he's just, man, he's just a – he's a he's a special player. He's he – uh, and I feel like he's growing into that leadership role uh, over the past mm-hmm. year a little bit, you know, just maturing. Um, I'll say this. I, I think Connor McDavid wants it this year more than he has uh, in the past. Um and not saying that he didn't want it in the past, but it's way more evident in the way he played that series that, you know, he's he wants something to show for it. Um, you can say I'm the best player playing hockey right now, but, you know, it means nothing if I don't get a Stanley Cup ring. So, yeah. Um, he's averaging almost 22 minutes of ice time per night right now in the postseason. That's a, that's a lot. For a forward. forward. That's a whole yeah. lot. And a forward who covers the whole ice a whole lot, you know. Exactly. Um, that was a fast series. Um, I would like to see Colorado and Edmonton play, um, and we'll you know we'll get to round two in a minute. I, I think that will happen. I, I do think um, Colorado and Edmonton will be the conference finals this year, but yeah. um, that's going to be a, a track meet. I, mean, I was about to say that is going to be like a NASCAR race. It is. <laughs> Golly. It's be, you know, Nathan McKinnon, and he's making another left turn, and here comes Connor McDavid. <laughs> exactly. It's going to look like that. We haven't uh, changed Kentucky tires. Derby. All of a sudden, so yeah. You know, you've got – it's going to be like Kentucky Derby. You've got uh, <laughs> McKinnon on a breakaway, and here comes McDavid. <laughs> he, like, catches right up to him and knocks the puck away. Or, you know, McCarr or uh, Ross Idle or, I mean, pick pick your person on either of those teams. Seriously. All just, yeah. uh, it, it would be a, an exciting series. It would be a bit of a, I think it would be a uh, anxiety-inducing series <laughs> for me as an Avalanche fan because, you know, I feel like you score a goal and you give one right back up. You score two goals and give three up and it just be like, it, it just depends on who scored last, uh, you know, on the timing. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Colorado has the goaltending advantage there, and that would be the only exactly the biggest thing that would that would help them. And I think that's um, 
Calgary has that over Edmonton, and, and I could see Calgary's mm-hmm. physicality and goaltending being the factor there. Um, yeah. St. Louis, Minnesota. I, I don't think I watched much of that series. I, I feel like it was always timed at a bad time for me. Um, what did what were y'all's thoughts on that series? I'm surprised St. Louis won. I'll say that. I picked them, so I wasn't too surprised. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think I, I thought Minnesota had a really good chance, though. To get out, get to make it through the second round. Um, I just felt like St. Louis was going to have that little bit of an edge from the experience, and uh, I don't know. They just seem gritty. They just seem like they're they're kind of in that. They kind of find a way to win. Like we're talking about with some of those Eastern Conference teams, um, it probably just comes from that they've been there within the last two or three years, um, and they've got some good pieces on their team. Um, I, I think they've. I think they'll. They'll give Colorado a little fit, but I, I think at the end of the day, Colorado will definitely move on in six or seven games. Yeah, that's going to be a uh, that's going to be an interesting series. Uh, I feel like starting tomorrow night, um, you know, I just Colorado hadn't played in over a week, a week and a half, and mm-hmm. what does that do? Do you come out well rested and ready to take care of business, or do you come out rusty? Um, I was worried about that with game one against Nashville because they had rested so many players for the past week. Uh, and clearly it paid off. Um, That's what I'm about to say. <laughs> they came out and took care of business quick, um, which I, I don't know what to say about that series other than it was a one seed versus an eight seed, and it went the way a one seed versus an eight seed should go. Without a goalie. A one seed without an eight seed. Yeah, so an eight seed without a goalie. That's very true. <laughs> Uh, Connor Ingram almost stole game two, and would that have changed the series? I mean, it could have. It would have went to five games instead of four. (laughs) I was going to say. Yeah, Yeah, maybe. I mean, you're dealing with a classic AHL guy who who just had a really, really good freaking night and couldn't follow through with it in game three and game four. So I, I think yeah, it was he just had like no that. help though, man. He didn't, and, and there's no just I, I really the Preds were such a defensive team for so many years. They were known for their defensive core, and I think through their trades and the things they've done, getting rid of Ryan Ellis, I mean, heck, even getting rid of PK Subban, Shea Weber, those kind of guys. Like they've got a lot of young guys on defense. I just don't feel like they're their strong decor anymore, man. That's just. It's hurting them a lot. Like, yeah, it, it's they've got to find something there. Yeah, and you know, I, I felt like Roman Yossi in that series played uh, played a forward position. Um, yeah, a lot more than he's used to playing, which is a testament to him as a player. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and a lot of people are making comparisons and saying, you know, Makar Yossi for uh, Norris Trophy. Just look at this series; Makar totally dominated. Um, McCarr's team totally dominated Yossi's team. Yeah. You, you can't, you know, you, you, it's not a boxing match. You don't put him in a boxing ring and let him decide who's better defenseman. Like, it doesn't work that way. Um, I, I think Yossi probably wins the Norris Trophy, and I think voters will vote on him because he had such a historic season, and mm-hmm. knowing that McCarr will have historic season after historic season after historic, you know. Um, yeah. 
and, and Yossi, I think this is it will it be a second Norris Trophy. I think. I think so. I yeah. Think yeah. Um. So, but yeah, there was an unfair comparison in that series. It was, you know, a fully healthy Colorado team, which we haven't seen in the playoffs like ever with this iteration of the Avs versus a very banged up Nashville team without a starting goalie. And uh, I mean, the talent mismatch was just there. Two franchises in totally different eras of their team. Um, so that is, it, it is what it is. It wasn't, I won't say it was very exciting of a series uh, compared to the other ones we just talked about, but um, you know, things will get, things will get tougher for Colorado uh, as, as the playoffs move on. It was exciting yeah. to see how many power play goals Colorado has scored in that one game. I literally thought they were going to go 100% and have like 10 they power were. play goals. Yeah. I know, because it was 5-3. Like, Nashville, was stop. Just stop. Just They're yeah. going to win. Just stop taking penalties and win by two, lose by two goals instead of 14. I know, it was 5-3. to three. That was the game I was at in Nashville. It was 5-3. to three. And then Forsberg takes that boneheaded boarding. Uh-huh. And I'm like, it's the Colorado's four for, or maybe five for five on the playoff on the power play. And I'm like, yeah. and then you're going to go do that. Yeah. And they didn't score on that one. That was the only one they didn't score on. So they went, I think it was uh four for five on the power play yeah. that day. And that was, was like three for five. So that was just a special teams day, yeah. you know, or yeah. uh, penalty kills just decided not to play hard. But speaking of um, Forsberg, can we believe that they're probably going to let him walk? I mean, it's probably, the move that they need to make um, because yeah, uh, but you're getting nothing for him. Like, I know no. I'm mean, like, they had, they had to do something at the beginning of the year. If they're going to do something. Or, I mean, that before the trade deadline, and I was like, what? if they don't sign up the trade deadline, I just don't think unless he wants to take that hometown, like discount because his fiance lives here. She's a country music star. Like I hold yeah, thing. See, that's what I, I'm. It's like, I don't know. We'll I'm thinking they sign him. I, I'm thinking they keep him. I just can't for the life of me imagine Nashville going into this playoff thinking they had a legitimate chance that they wouldn't. No. That, 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 you know, I just can't think we're we're going to let him walk for nothing just to yeah. get one postseason in with him because he didn't do crap. And I mean, he was he did. He was he bad. Didn't score in Three or game four, I would think. Yeah, I think, I think he's, he scored in game four, and then four. Uh, towards the end of the game, that little short lead they had. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, he was nowhere to be found. Duchesne had a good series. Um, yeah. yeah, I thought like Yossi was trying to do everything and had a good series, but Forsberg was nowhere to be found until that very end. Um, so I got to think that they're going to try to sign him. I just can't imagine them letting him walk for what they got. I saw as uh, an interesting thing they were talking about on the radio here the other day um, that Duchesne left Colorado. Colorado started getting good. When Duchesne went to Ottawa, the season before, Ottawa had just gone to the Stanley Cup Finals, I think, mm-hmm. or, either, or either the Eastern Conference Finals. That next season, they were the worst team in the league when Duchesne showed up. And then Duchesne comes to Nashville, and the Nashville has declined ever since. <laughs> I'm like, is he poisoned? I don't know, but I hear he's not very well loved in the locker room and like some other no. places. I, I think he got yeah. booed in Colorado when they. Oh, I'm sure he did. We know <laughs> he he requested a trade from Colorado, and the reasoning was he wanted to play playoff hockey. 
So that was the big insult, you know, this ever this past series was, oh, did you enjoy your four games of playoff hockey? You wasted eight days. Did you enjoy that? I mean, I kind of feel bad for the guy. Like he's, you know, chasing a cup and yeah. he's going the wrong direction. But, yeah. hey, Colorado won that trade. Let's. Uh, I'm going to Google it because it's kind of absurd what they end up getting out of that trade. Well, they got Sam Gerrard, which has been uh, – He's still a really good defensive. He's like second pair defensive for y'all. Yeah, second pair. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean when you got Taves and McCarr, it's like it's yeah, a yeah, it's a bit of a yeah. drop off. But yeah, I mean, on any other team, he probably would be a, a first pair. A first yeah. Um, they got Sam Gerard. They got Shane Bowers, which we traded in turn for um, somebody else, and we got Ottawa's first round draft pick, which we drafted Bo Byram. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Bo Byram and Sam Gerard for Matt Duchesne. I'd Did y'all get uh, uh, Kamenov too? Vladislav Kamenov. I don't know if he's still on the team or not. Yeah, I think he's. A, but he was like yeah. a, he was like a uh, top nine forward. I think he was really young when y'all got him. I think he was like a prospect more so. Yeah, and let's see. <laughs> um, I'm trying to see. Yeah, you're right. We did get uh, Vladislav Kamenev. Um, yeah. I feel like we traded Shane Bowers like recently too. Um, like this year. Nah, I'm not seeing anything. Maybe not. Um, so, yeah, that trade definitely worked out for Colorado. Yeah, it says he's still with Colorado. So, um, Sam Gerard, Bob Byram. And uh, Shane Bowers, who has spent some time with the and with the Avs, and then some in the AHL. But I was thinking we had traded him for one of the guys we picked up at the trade deadline, um, like Lakenen or Manson. But I couldn't find anything off the top. So uh, second round, let's see. Um, I know it's uh, it's already nine oh five. We're going to try to hop off here at nine. But let's see what we got for. Uh, second round, we have uh, Colorado St. Louis. Um, I won't say it'll be a waste of eight days, but I think Colorado's, I think they're going to get past the second round this year. Uh, I feel more confident this year than I have in the past three years. So, what are y'all's thoughts on that series? St. Louis is good, but I think Colorado's better. I mean, yeah, I just think Colorado has to, you know, execute. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Got to stay healthy and got to execute. I think if they do, do those two things, do the do the dang thing. Your best players have to be your best players. You have to have good goaltending and have to yep. get some scoring from somebody that's not your best players. Yep. Matt, yeah, what do you think on that series? Photocopy. Sure. Yeah, yeah photocopy. <laughs> Copy and, um, <laughs> and one thing I've been following on Twitter a little bit, I've been trying to post. Uh, Trade deadline acquisitions have been huge in the playoffs this year. Yep. Uh, all the teams that won in the Eastern Conference, there was a trade deadline ac acquisition that played a huge part for them. Um, and, and including in uh, Dallas, they picked up Nemestikov, who is apparently like a Game 7 guy. Um, like He has like four career playoff goals, and three of them are on Game 7. So uh, had one, I think he had one last night. Um, of course, came up short, but... Um, those trade deadline acquisitions, uh, just paying more attention this year has been a huge part for many of the teams that moved on. Uh, it almost makes you think you have to make that deadline move. Um, 
so yeah, that'll be interesting to see how those depth come in. Uh, like you said, in, in that Colorado St. Louis series, um, you know, it, it can't all be coming from McKinnon and McCarr and uh, Landis Cog and Rantanen. Uh, you got to get some of those depth guys a little bit more involved. Uh, Nazem Kadri's got to have a better series. I feel like uh, round one was was not that great for him. Uh, he didn't have to be great, so it was it was okay. But I think he's going to have to step it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, we got the Battle of Alberta. I'm looking forward to that series. And for a series I have no dog in the fight, I'm looking forward to that one. What y'all? What do y'all think on that one? I don't even know. I'm, I'm going to say Edmonton just because Connor McDavid. But what are y'all's? Um, I don't. Can Mike Smith still enough games to to beat Calgary? I think that's going to be the. I think that's yeah. going to be the story because that's probably the biggest hole in Edmonton's armor right now. Um, but they're really good defensively. But I don't think LA tested them enough. So, but they still pushed them seven games. You know, so I don't. I don't know. Yeah, that's um, uh. It's gonna to be tough for Edmonton, but I also think Calgary is is pretty good this year too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Matt, what you think? Yeah, uh, I think Edmonton finds a way to get it done. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I I think it's a really good series though. I do think it'll be a Game Seven type series. Um, yeah, I do I too. That historical like bad blood between the teams uh, rivalry. Um, There'll definitely be, be some fist fights in the stands too. Yeah. I was going to say, it's going to be, you only have your eyes on the, everywhere in that game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On the ice, on the parking lot. Like it's yeah. going to be interesting. So mm-hmm. uh, I think it's going to be one of the more exciting series though, out of this next year. I think all will be really good, but I do think it'll be one of the ones that you like look back on. You're like, dang, that was insane. Yeah. I do too. I think, uh, you know, first round was phenomenal. I think second round's going to uh, have the potential to do the same thing and be a really great uh, round of hockey. Um, out in the East, we have New York and Carolina. Um, I'm taking Carolina in five or six. Um, I, I, I picked New York, but I don't know. Carolina's really good. Um, and, and they've got They've got the goaltending that Pittsburgh didn't have because of injury. Um, and Pittsburgh was also missing Sidney Crosby for a little while, game or two. Uh, and that's clearly a factor that played in New York's favor. So um, I think in my bracket I have New York, but um, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm convincing myself to go back to New York. What do you all think? Team of destiny or the good team? <laughs> I don't know. That's a tough one. I think I've got New York as well. Or maybe Carolina. I'm not sure. But uh, like you said, pretty much team of destiny destiny versus the really, really good team. Um, yeah. And the brackets I've seen, I think Carolina is the favorite to win the East. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of shocking because I feel like everybody just kind of forgot about Florida, but. I think it's the easy the the ease of getting there. Yeah. Uh, Carolina has an easier route than Florida or Tampa because they don't have to play each other. <laughs> yeah, um, I guess so. Uh, I, I really think that's the only advantage Carolina has, and I think that's why people are picking them more. I know that's who Gretzky picked to win it all. 
Um, his bracket yeah. ain't great right now. Yeah, that was the one I that. was thinking about, and there was another yeah. one somewhere that was somebody had up most of the picks, I think, and then they had Carolina too. So we'll mm-hmm. see. Yeah. Cool. I, it's gonna be I, in my bracket. I had <laughs> I had Pittsburgh and Boston. <laughs> Oh, I didn't have yeah. Teams that are going yeah. Uh, yeah. You think so, about that matchup till today. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So um, I do think I do think Carolina gets it done though as well. I think I think they'll take care of business. Um, but I think we'll see New York back there next year. I think they they'll come back strong, ready to go back at it again. But yeah, taking uh, right the jerks. Yep, bunch of jerks. My uh, my oldest will be happy. He's my kids have really gotten into the playoff hockey this year, and let me just say, it is the it's the best thing ever to wake up in the morning and have my five year old like run down the stairs to be like, "Who won last night?" Um, or he'll come down and turn on the highlights before I've came out from getting ready for school, and he's like. Yeah, the Maple Leafs lost four to three in overtime last night. He was, <laughs> he was all for the Maple Leafs, and I, I wanted to be like, "Come here, little one. Let me tell you. Let me tell you, really bad the choice. Cur- <laughs> your life is going to be been around for two times your life. <laughs> yeah, like you have chosen poorly. Out of one, your life will be miserable from here on out. Uh, you know, but it's been a lot of fun." Uh, he, he was in denial. I let him watch all of game seven and they lost and uh, I was giving him a bath and he was like, they didn't lose. They didn't, they won. I'm like, nobody, they didn't, they lost. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's been a lot of fun watching hockey with them. Uh, they've wanted to like settle down and actually watch it and like cheer for their teams and stuff. So my oldest is a uh, Carolina fan. Uh, my youngest was Maple Leafs, but he's also uh, kind of pulling for the avalanche with me on the Western uh, side of things. And Panthers as well, because as Uncle Pooh likes the Panthers. So he's like, go Panthers, go Avalanche, go um, uh, Maple Leafs, which Maple Leafs are done now. So, uh, yeah, it's been a, a lot of fun. So, yeah, so Hurricanes, uh, my oldest, will have it, will enjoy watching that. Um, last one, Battle of Florida. I'm, I'm picking Florida just because I hope I hope Florida wins. Um I feel like there is not a more even series. Uh, Tampa maybe has the edge and experience in goaltending, and that's about it. Um, I, I'm picking Florida on the account of I want them to win. Also, um, I feel like they've got more depth this year, which sounds stupid, but that's mainly due to I think Braden Point is going to miss at least two or three games. Yeah. So what do you all think? Battle of Florida. I'm pulling for Florida, but I think the experience factor might help Tampa Bay a little bit. I mean, that's the first playoff series win for the Panthers since like 96, I think. Um, Since the only year they've won one. (laughs) Yeah. So, but at the same time, you have to think Tampa Bay's luck is going to run out. I mean, I know they're not all luck. They're a really good team. They won the Stanley Cup Mm -hmm. two years in a row. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying at some point. Their run has to run out. You you stop winning. Like it happened with LA, it happened with mm-hmm. um, Pittsburgh. The year they beat yep. the Sharks and then the Predators. Yeah. Uh, so you think Chicago, that some, you know? Um, yeah. At some point, I mean, it's really hard to go three years in a row. A lot of teams have done it two years in a row. The three peat is is pretty elusive. Um, 
So you think at some point they have to kind of start regressing back to the mean, as we like to say. Um, but they have a lot of depth, and they have Andre Vasilevsky, who is like at his best. I mean, literally, when the game is on the line, he's on his prime, you know, like as the scene goes. So Yeah. Um, I think if you're Florida, you have to eliminate them in fewer than seven games. Like mm-hmm. you, you have to eliminate them without Tampa having the, you know, the dagger in their hand. <laughs> um, no, and you're well, not going to be able to yeah. like take a game or two to find your game, kind of like you did against no. Washington. No, 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 you're no. not going to let them score and tie it up with less than a minute to go and still beat them in overtime. I mean, that may happen, but they're going to have to play a much more consistent, much more error-free game. Um, but yeah. I'm pulling for them, obviously. So. Yeah, got to get Joe Thornton that cup, even though he's not playing any so far. He probably won't. I mean, he's yeah. kind of he's in a retirement know, home. Just, <laughs> yeah, he's, 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 golf playing, he's playing shuffleboard. <laughs> yeah, he's playing shuffleboard right now. Um, Driving the golf cart around. Yeah, they just wheel him in for game day. You know, <laughs> him and his pet chicken. <laughs> no, he's going to come back in the Stanley Cup Finals because somebody's going to get hurt. And he's going to rip off four goals, and that won't be the only thing he rips off when he's there. <laughs> yeah, Josh's picture earlier um, of my bracket name and the bracket score, which I was in first place too. By the way, I don't know if you might notice that or not. But. Yes, mm-hmm. with how many points? <laughs> Sixty-nine. Thomas spent like making bracket picks. And I thought this is by far the best my bracket has ever looked after the first round. <laughs> like, I think I picked L.A. to win, and I think that's the only – well, yeah, because I think I've got Calgary winning the next round, and I had Minnesota winning, but had Colorado beating them. So mm. there's a good chance that if the right teams win this round that, you know, all the picks will line up still. But, Yeah. I got Colorado and New York's mine. It's final, but um, I feel like New York is just not quite. I don't know. Maybe they are. Maybe they that team of destiny that makes it. You know, was Montreal good enough on paper to make it the finals last year? Nope, but they did. So, um, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Can we think if Montreal would have been in the playoffs this year? You know, if they got matched up against an Edmonton or a Colorado or a Dallas. Well, they made it to the Stanley Cup Finals last year. They would not have won two games in the playoffs this year against any team. No. <laughs> like. <laughs> just bizarre. Just totally bizarre, that whole run. Yeah. Fired their GM like three weeks in the season, and it's weird. That's a, that's a weird franchise right now. I don't really know what to, what to think about them. <laughs> hey, the Sharks are pretty weird, too, now. They've came yeah. out and said they're willing to trade Brent Burns or Eric Carlson. Mm, really? Yeah. Or Philip Forsberg? Hmm. <laughs> Too bad. We you know, I kind of wanted to make that point earlier. That I feel like Nashville is like going through the same stages as San Jose. They're just like a year or two behind. Yeah. San, that, San Jose uh, made a good run in 2016. Nashville made it 2017. San Jose let Joe Pavelski walk, which I would have never thought in a million years that would have ever happened. They did get Eric Carlson for him. He has good stretches, but he's hurt all the time. And mm-hmm. then, you know, I mean, I could almost understand Nashville letting Forsberg walk more so than Pavelski. Not to say yeah. that Forsberg is not a really, really good player, and 
he should not be walking for nothing, much less. But I, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. If they let him walk, and then they pick up like a a, a big defenseman or something. Like <laughs> the Sharks letting Pavs walk and then picking up Carlson. It's like okay, we don't have Forsberg's contract on there anymore. So yeah, eight-year contract for eight or nine million on there now. Yeah, but so we decided to pay Carlson like one of the biggest contracts, and he's hurt. He's been good at times, but he's been hurt a lot. Did have any kind of forward depth come in, and Joe Pavelski's still, you know, doing his thing at almost 40 years old. So, <laughs> can we also yeah. just like talk about just briefly? I know we're getting close on time about how it still my it's still mind boggling me how much how little I know it's a lot of money still the NHL players make. But well, then you look at like Tom Brady signs a ten year contract to be a analyst on Fox Sports for three hundred seventy five NHL players don't make that in a lifetime. <laughs> for real, that is crazy. That's crazy. You know, like NHL players getting paid like ten million is like otherworldly. You know. Yeah. 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 It's just wild. It's the best sport out there, though. People can't fight. <laughs> it that. is. No, for sure. All right, well, I think that's going to wrap things up for tonight. Thank you all for joining us. We're going to hopefully hop back on here in the next few weeks uh, as playoffs get thing, get rolling and, you know, second, third rounds get going and um, break those down because we definitely have some good hockey left in store. But until then, we will catch you next time. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, we've still been pretty active over there, even though we haven't done as many podcasts lately. We have still been throwing some stuff out there and uh, not as much on Facebook. It's kind of just our live platform, but uh, yeah. So follow us on Facebook and Twitter, leave us a good review on Spotify, Apple podcasts, all that great and lovely stuff. And we will catch you all next time.